Missing car alert. Have you seen my car? A black OD with license plate L33339 Missing from Limerick. The owner John Murphy, that's me, I'm John Murphy, right? And I'm seeking the public's help in locating my car robbed outside my door last Saturday early Sunday. I know I drove it home from the pub and parked outside my door and it's gone. If you have any information regarding the whereabouts of my car, contact me, John Murphy, immediately via Bangor Road Garda Station. They know me in there. Don't talk to anyone but Con Scott, Sergeant Scott. He's on the case. Any details, no matter how small, could be crucial in the search for my car, robbed outside my door. Okay, Black Audi. L three 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 nine three three. Go on, that'll do, Margaret. Hit stop on that there for me. Sorry, Kevin. Hold on. Cat has to go. Hold on. What's your cat called? Fred. E or Fred or Freddy? I don't know what he's official. I don't know what we christened him. Christened him as Frederick. I can't remember. <laughs> he christened him. Yeah. He didn't um, enjoy it one bit. Priest, priest <laughs> thought it was very strange. <laughs> hey, Kevin, it's the festive season. What are you going to have for your Christmas dinner? Probably I'm um, going to... Pizza? Gonna, well, we'll see whatever the, the cat drags in, literally. <laughs> Fred Claus. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fred brings us at least one bird and a shrew all week long. Fred Claus. Happy Christmas, Fred. Are you going to go to any... Christmas reunions, Kevin. I don't like reunions, Will, so I'll be trying to get out of them as much as possible. It's awful. They are awful. Hey, they are awful. And what about our, our Christmas off? What about our office Christmas party? This is it? Yay! No, it's not. We'll be having one on, on Patreon. It'll be me, you, and Podbot. Oh, yeah. Just the three of us. Just the three of us. <laughs> Nobody else. How do, how do you like that, Podbot? I love it. <laughs> I know you do, Podbot. <laughs> And I cannot wait to cook that cat. <laughs> this is Christmas! The season of perpetual pulp! Hannah's coming in town! Sarah! Oh my god! It's Christmas is the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's gonna find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. You're goofy. Hello and welcome. It's <laughs> the best bits. What's happened? What's happened? I can't see you, Kevin. Oh, what happened to you? you just, it's the way that you build yourself up to say hello. It's just hello, Will. How are you? I, I'm just trying to get things moving. That's it. Had in, too many sherries. In in, uh, in I'm getting in the mood. So listen, it's me, Will, and uh, I sure look. I've written a few films in the Christmas special, and there's Kevin there. How are you getting on, Kevin? Happy Christmas! And I wrote a film as well, Will. Thank you very much. Oh, and something and three else. episodes of TV. Thank Great. you. Great. Listen. Oh no, look, that's that's massive achievement. I'm delighted. <laughs> Doesn't feel like it. <laughs> hey, it's Christmas time, my Kevin. Bank manager um, said, uh, "Is there anything else you can do?" I said, "I can do a podcast." <laughs> I uh, I saw a band <sighs> reunion joke right this morning and the joke was a writer goes to a reunion and someone asked them says so what do you do and he says oh i'm a writer now he says oh wow have you sold anything he says yes my car my house 
I know that's bullshit because what writer owns a house? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I've got a surprise for you. Oh, no way. What have you got? Well, it's all about gifts, isn't it? It's the season of giving. But because we're doing an episode all about reunions, I thought it would be a great idea to reunite us with some of our prior guests. <laughs> so, Will, I reached out to them. And then I realized it's going to be too much work, so I didn't bother. Thanks. So Christ. it's just the two of us. <laughs> I hate reunions. Who would be the person you'd least like to have show up again for this? You. <laughs> That's fine. I can check out right now. That's grabbed by me. <laughs> My pick is the big chill. I'll see you later, lads. Anybody. <laughs> Anybody would be fine. <laughs> No, no, no. I am. Um, listen, they're all wonderful guests. <laughs> You're so full of shit. <laughs> Happy Christmas. We know they all listen. Oh, Happy Christmas. God. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. We actually, I actually have to get serious now for this episode. Honestly, we should not have cracked open that bottle of Schlor at 10 a.m. this morning. That's fucking, that's, that's put us all off. Come here. We're, t- we're, stop now. We're talking about reunion scenes, Kevin, aren't we? Why are you laughing? I'm just, What's making you laugh? You're laughing at stuff that's in your own head. No, it's your face. I'm just sitting here, like, tweaking my nipples. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> it's your face. It's your face. Can we get on with the episode, Kevin? Can we get on with the episode? Because people have got things to do. And they don't want to be here listening to us all day People long. are clocking off work right now. And they've, so. got, they've got to go out and buy presents and stuff like that. So, Kevin, we're talking about reunion scenes. Isn't that nice? I think it's kind of fitting for this time of year to be talking about reunion scenes. You know yourself. Yeah. You like reunions. This happens around this time of the year. You're reunited with family and friends that you mightn't have seen for a while. You're having a few, no, you're having a few drinks, having a few fights. <laughs> you know, yeah. things get out of hand. Who's booze in the battle? And you say, I am not talking to that person for at least another year. So yeah. that's what we're talking about. Reunion scenes. They can be so meaty of of a scene idea that you can build an entire movie around them Mm -hmm. where it's all about somebody making the trek to be reunited with someone. Mm -hmm. But they're not the only type of reunions or reunion scenes out there. Because if you have a reunion scene at the beginning of a film, it typically is a reunion type scenario, like a high school reunion. The big chill. Like the big chill. Yeah. It begins with everybody coming together again for the funeral of an old college friend. It's about everything. Uh, uh, suicide, despair, uh, where did our hope go? Lost hope, that's it, lost hope. Columbia Pictures invites you, you leave me? to return to the weekend that started it all. Yeah! Remember the music and the moments. The ground is ready. I just need someone to plant the seed. Yeah, but who's going to be the lucky farmer? You want me to what? The friendship. Oh my God! And the romance. Alex and I made love the night before he died. It was fantastic. <laughs> the laughter. <laughs> and the tears. I feel like I was at my best when I was with you people. Not me. You know, you'd never get a crowd this big at my funeral. Oh, Karen, come on, I'll come and, uh, you know, I'll bring a date. In a cold world. Wise up, folks, we're all alone out there. You still need your friends to keep you warm. I don't know what people think about me. You don't have that problem here. You know I don't like you. Bum, 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 bum. 
The Big Chill, a Lawrence Kasdan film. To enlighten people who probably have not seen The Big Chill, it's a film written, well, co-written by and directed by Lawrence Kasdan from 1983. has a big cast, big ensemble cast. Tom Berenger, Glenn Close, Jeff Goldman, William Hurt, Kevin Klein, Meg Tilly, who doesn't have the Meg Tilly voice. Almost unrecognisable when you kind of go. That's because Meg Tilly's not Jennifer Tilly. <gasps> oh my God. Are they sisters? Oh my God. I actually didn't yes. know this. Oh my God. I was looking at her and went, oh, that's, that's Jennifer Tilly. Like, you know, oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. Well, anyway, after that uh, terrible gaff, uh, the story is about uh, seven like old college friends who gather for a weekend reunion after the funeral of one of their own. Do you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some uh, useless trivia about their friend who died. That's what we're all about. Their friend, who is the deceased person whose funeral they're attending, was actually played by Kevin Costner. Wow. Before Kevin Costner was famous. And he had a larger role in the film. He was cut out. So all we see are close-ups of his hairline. His, his, and the markings on his wrist. He was cut out of the film. I did not know that. No, that's actually... That's actually genuinely surprising to me. There you go. I'm glad that you're genuinely surprised, which means that all the other times you're feigning <laughs> surprise. You're faking it, Kevin. <gasps> you're right. I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those films that I watched an awful lot. I had it taped off TV for some reason. Why did you watch it an awful lot? I don't know. This is why when I was a kid. Just a it, big fan of Lawrence Kasdan. No, what, I for some reason had taped it off television. And I hadn't watched it in... I know why. Because Glenn Close gets her baps out. <laughs> yeah, that's the exact reason. Sobbing why. in the bathroom. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> it's Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> to show you, to, to show you uh, how little I paid attention to Glenn Close's breasts, I didn't even rise. When I, when I saw it, I went, oh my God, she's naked on this. My God. Do you know why I think I really like this film? Probably because the tape was all blurry in that spot. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason. Why I think I really liked it is because it's got a great needle drop soundtrack of like... It does. R&B tunes from the 60s. A soundtrack where I wonder what the budget for it would have been if they made it today. Yeah, well, the only way I was thinking that they got away with it was because maybe it was, oh, I can't remember, was it Paramount or Columbia that it was under the umbrella of some company that was a parent company for a music studio and they had the rights, you know, it was all within the one company. That's the only way I could see how they, they got away with it. Um, that makes sense. Mm, yeah, I was looking uh, at reviews on Letterboxd and uh, <laughs> someone had a brilliant review for this film because I have conflicting feelings about this film now. I love the music. I enjoy the actors. I enjoyed the decor. <laughs> yes, very early 80s. But this person on I, on Letterboxd, whose uh, username is IMDBOA, uh, had a great review. And it was this. A group of white yuppies staying in a plantation house commis- commit various crimes while they process their friend's death over a prolific R&B soundtrack. That really sums up... They're not wrong. They're not wrong. That's what happens in this film. There's a scene in it I really like, Mm -hmm. right? 
one of the early scenes in the film where we see all of the friends gathering for the funeral. So they're all yeah. coming in from their disparate lives. They're Tom Berger's the successful TV actor, and the you know one's a writer, one's a, a high, drug addict, a drug addict. One who was formerly a radio psych like Frazier or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they haven't actually met each other. So they're all kind of like trailing into the into the church like in dribs and drabs and they sit mm-hmm. down and kind of glance at each other across the across the aisles and it's like oh that person wow I haven't seen you in a long time but there's a moment where one of the friends gets up and plays a piece of music on the organ. Joe Beth Williams was it Joe it's Joe Beth Williams yeah and she plays a Rolling Stone tunes on the organ and all it cuts to all of their faces and all of their faces light up with a smile and all of a sudden you see they're all just tricked. <laughs> you remember? You remember that orgy? Oh my God. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's a very yuppie film. These 60s hippies who are all free love and anti-capitalism. And now they're very much in a pro-capitalist. The conservative. The conservatives. Yeah. Money, land-grabbing uh, corporate types. And uh, yeah. they've lost their souls a small little bit. It's a nice scene. Can you think, were there any reunion films that you really liked? You've got Romy and Michelle, you've got yeah. Gross Point Blank, but they don't feel like they're about the reunion so much as Romy and Michelle as a comedy. Gross Point Blank is a dark comedy, but they don't feel like they're about when you meet people at different stages in your life, how different you are as people. It's not about that, you know what I mean? It's just that that's the conceit in which the movie takes place. Well, I, you're bringing up Gross Point Blank. And I think there's a great reunion scene in that, the very beginning, between John Cusack and Minnie Driver, where yeah. he's a hitman. He's coming back to his 10-year high school reunion, and he has left in he left the town in difficult circumstances. And he has this really fun reunion scene, awkward and and charged reunion scene with Minnie Driver. She's a radio DJ, right? And as soon as he pulls into town, he tunes the dial on his car to the, the radio station. And oh, yeah, that's right. He pulls yeah, up. Yeah. He's literally parked right outside her radio station window and staring in at her. Hi, I'm Debbie Newberry. This is WGPMFM Gross Point. Window on points. You heard from Massive Attack, Public Enemy, Morphine, my personal favorite, and Dwayne Eddy's twangy guitar. Good to hear Toots and the Maytales, huh? And as you know, this weekend is Points High Class of 86 reunion. So in honor of this momentous event, I'm making this an all-80s, all-vinyl weekend. Stay tuned to Window on the Points, and I'll keep you posted on all this reunion-related nonsense. Hey, I know everybody's coming back to take stock of their lives. You know what I say? Leave your livestock alone. Kick back and relax and ponder this. Where are all the good men dead? In the heart or in the head? So here's another cold cup of coffee from The Clash. It's a fun scene. It's a fun scene. It's a fun movie. It really is. That's a movie that could have come up many times on the podcast. I'm sure it has. I think it has for best shootout. It's definitely been up. I've got one, a high school one though, that's got a, a really good reunion and it happens like 40 years later. Go on. 
And it's um, it's when Laurie Strode meets Michael Myers in 2018. They haven't seen each other since she was in high school. And uh, he smashes his arm through the, the window in the door. And he, he chuckles the throat off her. What? What? Yeah, what? I don't know. It's just, I'm in that mood again. You know, I love seasonal movies. So that one came to mind. In the wrong season. Wrong season. Did you ever see the movie Now and Then? Never even heard of it. Okay. So if we were girls, just put your head in that space. It's not very difficult for me. How are you, love? Are you all right? My God, hon, you look it's gorgeous. It's pennies. <laughs> Zara. Got it, Zara. Three euro. Uh, Michael Guinness, Kevin. I got a Michael Guinness. Stop. They only sell curtains. <laughs> I'm wearing a curtain, Kevin. <laughs> no, no, no. No and then. If we if, if, no and then is almost like the, the the girl version of Stand by Me. Oh, I've never heard of this. Demi Moore's in it. Melanie Griffith. Rita Wilson's in it. I think. Right. I'll have a look. There. I'm having a look now. I'm just realizing that I've spent my entire adult life trying to recapture the way I felt the summer of 1970. Hey, Kenny, where's the fire? softball game, Kendall's Field. It's going to be all boys. So what are we waiting for? That was the summer when everything started to change. Hey, wormers! Come and get them, suckers! If we wanted to hear the facts, we went to our parents. I've been thinking about what you asked me. About sex? You say that very casually. It scares me. Have you ever been French kissed? Are you kidding? I don't want to get pregnant. <laughs> but if we wanted to know the truth, we went to our friends. It's like somebody going, boo, ah, that's what sex is. Just about the only thing that didn't surprise us that summer was who our friends were. It's too bad your mother's dead. Somebody needs to teach you to act like a girl. They say we make a pact. Whenever we need a friend, we're here for each other. No matter what happens in life. She was really beautiful, isn't she? We're here for each other always. Best friends for life. For life. It's coming. I think I saw its head. You saw its head? You didn't see its head? You didn't see its head. No! No, forget the kids. Take the limo. The limo? And the friends. Kind of looks like Rush Limbaugh. We have to thank for it. Truth or truth or dare? Truth. How big are your boobs now? Well, just how big are your boobs? 36 D. And with every penny. I'll One for all. Now and Then. Directed by Leslie Linga Glatter. Now and Then. But basically, you have four girls who meet up as four grown women. Can I give you the, the names? Flashes. Christina Ricci, Rosie O'Donnell, Thora Birch, Melanie Griffith, uh, Demi Moore, uh, uh, Rita Wilson. You're right. Wow, it's got a great cast. It does. So the, the Christina Ricci is like the younger version of, I think, Demi Moore. I think it's it's that sort of like right. It's a it's a two toned story. Okay, I've never seen it, but I'm sure that some of our lady listeners would have great affection for that film. Uh, okay. Well, I got to watch this. I think I got to share this one with Karen and we'll, we'll okay, have... Okay, right. Well, we'll hit pause here. <laughs> we're we're going we'll back. Come back. Wow. So what did you think of it? That was a really fun film. I can't, it just was never on my radar. It was. It made me really relate to the female experience. <laughs> <laughs> would you ever go back for a high school reunion? Oh, that's a big question. 
Go back and see all the lads. How are you getting the on, lads? The thing about it is, I would, I would was, go... Was half of them. Half of them are still... Jen, look at them. I, I would go back for a college reunion because I had great friends in college. And we kind of have little mini reunions every year or so. I've done that. I've met up with a few college friends. Yeah. So I think I'd go back for a college reunion. Yeah. Now we just meet up for funerals. If they made a big enough deal about me, I probably would go back. <laughs> Do you know, I actually went back to college to give a talk on screenwriting. Yeah. And they gave me a gift, a lovely gift. It was an engraved pen, a silver pen. And I signed all my contracts with it. So I haven't used it in a few years. (laughs) But it's here somewhere. (laughs) So the fact that you're like, and did you see the old gang, the 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 old crew? Did you recognize the teachers, the teachers and a couple of the, the students that came along for moral support? Oh, well, that's nice. But, yeah. And I've met up with some of the, the students separately in sort of smaller gatherings where we get together and we talk about the others. <laughs> the ones that you, did, that you didn't like, that you didn't get. The, really, yeah. the smart ones, basically. The, good, the good, good students. No, I'm there. So they wouldn't be talking about me while I'm there. <laughs> hey, you're talking. You wouldn't be talking to me either. You're making me think about scenes where the band get back together, Kevin. Yeah. <clears throat> the Blues Brothers. Go on, yeah? Yeah. 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 The whole movie's about getting the band back together. It really and is. it begins with the reunion of yeah. the brothers. Yeah, it's a scene that came up in Best Car Seat. Definitely. It did, and musicals. Yeah, it did, yeah. So that's a good one. The day I get out of prison, my own brother picks me up in a police car. It's got a cop motor, a 440 cubic inch plant. It's got cop tires, cop suspension, cop shocks. It's a model made before catalytic converters, so it'll run good on regular gas. What do you say? Is it the new blues mobile or what? Fix a cigarette lighter. But what about ones where we have like legacy characters coming back? Yeah, so there's there's a really good one, and it's a 40 year reunion. And it happens when, when the characters in Halloween oh, no. Kills oh, Jesus come back from Halloween 2 and you've got Marion, Nurse Marion, who hasn't seen Michael in 40 years. And he basically smashes her head through the windscreen. <laughs> and it makes me remember what it feels like to be reunited with family at Christmas. <laughs> no, there's a great one. Probably the best moment in the, the sequel trilogy would be when Harrison Ford and Chewie walk into the Millennium Falcon and go, Chewie, we're home. My God, Darth Vader was with them. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm actually so shocked you're bringing up a Star Wars pick. But I, 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 I agree with you. I'm like going, okay, that's a lovely I don't know what I'm scene. doing. I'm floundering. That's a lovely member berry. You know, in that moment... You've got Harrison Ford being Harrison Ford. Uh, he's pretty charismatic and he just brings that charisma and nostalgia with him wherever he goes. So um, he elicits it from the audience. So I do like that one. Lego sequels, they're all about the reunion aspect for the audience more than it is for the characters. Exactly. That's why they're not really worth spending too much time talking about. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. The stuff that you were talking about at the beginning of the episode. I want a proper Christmas dinner. Oh yeah, I can do that for you. I'll do that for you. And afterwards. And some anchovies. And then afterwards, I'm going to have a, a medley of desserts out there for you. You can pick what you want. You can pick what you want. Can I have tap water? You can have the most bland tap water. <laughs> I want us to go back to where, where we started. Essentially, when you think of reunion scenes, you think of that classic 
stories built around loved ones separated and them going on an epic quest or journey to be reunited with loved ones. There's one that I went back and rewatched for this episode because I remember loving it at the time. Yeah. It's the straight story, the David Lynch film. So glad you're bringing it up. What is the straight story, first of all? The straight story is about an elderly man who has been given a diagnosis from his doctor that uh, he needs to make some changes in his life, that he, he's he's getting to an age where things are starting to go wrong and uh, he could have a stroke at any stage. Lo and behold, that doesn't befall him, but it does befall his estranged brother. And he decides now is the time to make peace. And it follows him on a quest to mm. travel hundreds of miles on a lawnmower, a motorized lawnmower that you can ride. And the whole movie's building towards them reuniting. But what's lovely about it is that when they are finally reunited, these two doddering old men, Farnsworth and Harry Dean Stanton, everything is left unspoken. Did you ride that thing all the way out here to see me? I did, Lyle. And that speaks volumes. Mm. And nothing else needs to be spoken about. It's just, he did all that because he cares about him and he wanted to see him. When my uncle was dying and I flew in to see him, I got very upset and I, I couldn't stay in the room. And he, he didn't, he had only days left. And he, it was a Friday and he died on a Monday. And you know, at that stage, you're drifting in and out of, of lucidity because you're, the morphine is, is, they're upping the morphine. His last words to me were, I'm delighted to see you. And I lost it at that. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't really maintain composure and be able to speak to him. And we just hugged and, and it was that he didn't let me go when he hugged me. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're hugging somebody and, and you expect to naturally break from, it's like a hug and then you break off, but he just held me and he just kept holding me. And that's all we really want out of reunions is to be welcomed and to be reminded of that connection. It doesn't require, it doesn't require any words. And that scene is absolutely gorgeous because they just sit there on the porch and they look up at the stars and this camera tilts up to the stars and it's just beautiful. Like, it's just like something he said. He just, he was talking about them, how he would sleep out under the stars. And it's just, just two brothers who are just comfortable in the space. Yeah. You're talking about films. Am I? Reunions. You know, and I rewatching films that you hadn't seen in a long time. And I rewatched another film for this that I had not seen in uh, 20 years. And it was a Richard Donner film from 1984, I think. Oh my God. It's not Superman. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> it's Lady Hawk. And I've never seen it. What? You've not seen Lady Hawk? No, I just told you this on Discord just two days Jesus ago. Jesus Christ, can you not feign for the, for the show? Feign it for okay. the real all show. Right, okay, all right, all right, all right. It's all, right, all, right. all, all right. in the... Right, okay, dis- okay. You okay. see, I can't fake things. I have to be I have to be present and in the moment. Play dumb and stupid. That's one of okay. the things. Play dumb and stupid. Really? Okay, okay, okay. And that's what I do when I'm asking... Take two, take saying, two. Hey, there's, you're talking about re-watching and revisiting films and people going to enormous links to be re- reunited with a loved one. I watched 
a Richard Donner film. Play dumb and stupid. From the 1980s. Dumb and stupid. That I uh, hadn't seen in a long time. Dumb and stupid. Whatever. <laughs> Stupid bastard! He's sick. <coughs> Tears. <laughs> it's a uh, lady hawk. <laughs> He's come on. <laughs> Have you seen it? Uh, I've not seen that one. You haven't seen it? Wow. <laughs> Play the trailer. Matthew Broderick. A pickpocket who thought that anything was better than prison. Little did he know what he'd escaped from wasn't half as strange or frightening as what he'd stumbled into. I do not believe what I believe, Lord. These are magical, unexplainable matters. And I beg you not to make me a part of them. The knight who had saved him wanted only two things. To free his lover and to take his revenge. I have waited almost two years for a sign from God. Sir, the truth is I talk to God all the time. And no offense, but he never mentioned you. The pickpocket was the key to his plan. But would you send a thief to guard your treasure? He was the last one in the world to act like a hero. It just happened. By itself. And he was drawn into a magical, romantic adventure. Lady Hawk. That's one of his few films that I haven't seen. I haven't seen that and I haven't seen Radio Flyer. I didn't know he directed Radio Flyer. Yeah, he replaced the other director and came in at the last moment to... Take over. Well, but I've not seen it. The one with Joe Mazzello and Elijah Wood. I know the one you're on about, yeah. Lady Hawk is uh, one of those films that its trailer is burned into my brain because I rented the VHS for Return of the Jedi many, many times when as a kid. And the trailer for Lady Hawk was in front of the film. So I've seen the trailer for Lady Hawk at least 40 times, I'd imagine, I guess. Do you know, I've not only not seen the film, I've never seen a trailer. Oh, I love it. I, I it's a, it's a, I genuinely, I think it's worth a watch. It's a, it's stars Rucker Hauer, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Matthew. Is Broderick. it one of her earliest roles? What year did it come out? 85. So she'd been in Greece too at this date. So she'd done a couple oh, of. Oh yeah. And she'd done uh, Into the Night. Yes. So she has had a couple of roles before this, but this was a kind of a big. Scarface lead. maybe? Oh yes, maybe that's yeah. A, yeah, maybe the same year, maybe. Oh no, it was before that. But it's a classic fairy tale type story where it's set in medieval Europe. We have Rucker Horror's character plays this knight who has been cast out of the the king's guards, effectively, and he has a hawk, and the they have both been cursed. Is the hawk a lady? The hawk is a lady. It's a classic fairy tale where this evil bishop has put a spell upon Rucker Hauer and Michelle Pfeiffer. He is human during the day while she is a hawk and at night they transform. She becomes human and he becomes a wolf. 
So they never can meet each other, basically. Oh, that's a good concept. It's great. And into the mix, the story is told from Matthew Broderick's point of view. And he's a slippery thief. And he's great in it. They're actually all great in this film. So he becomes their vessel. He is unreliable, but he can get out of any situation. I want to watch this, though. It's very good. It's very good. It slows down a little bit in the second half. Sounds like a good movie to watch at Christmas. I thought this would be something you could share with the family. And when I looked at it on Disney+, Plus, it's actually 16+. plus. I'm going, oh shit, I was going to show the kids this. But there's only a couple of scenes of blood. It's a bit scary. It's got a really kind of darker edge to it. It's beautifully photographed. It's all shot on location in Spain. Great soundtrack. Uh, great performances. And uh, yeah, it held, it held up for me. I rewatched this two days ago and I really enjoyed it. The reunion scene in it is beautiful. I don't want to spoil it for you or anyone who hasn't seen it, but the good guys win and it's the moment when Rooker Hauer and Michelle Pfeiffer are finally reunited. Oh, uh, well, well, that's inevitable. That's going to happen in the story. I, in a fairy tale story. You know, if we're talking about reuniting characters, almost every rom-com has that moment where the person makes the dash mm-hmm. after the one that's about to get away and they're reunited. And as we spoke about in the I Love You episode, yeah. In Crocodile Dundee, you can even end the movie on that lovely crescendo where two characters come back together. I'm going to watch that. Oh, definitely, definitely put it on your list. It's well worth a watch. It's beautiful. And it's also down to Rooker Howard being so charismatic and Michelle Pfeiffer being iridescent and Matthew Broderick just being perfect for the role. It's, it's a great little, I think, unseen film from the 1980s that not a lot of people have seen. You were talking about rom-coms. You reminded me of... When Harry met Sally as well. Like there's loads of little great reunion scenes in that. Oh, the whole movie's built around, yeah, them coming back together and how much they've changed in the interim. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good pick. I didn't think of that. Yeah, it only popped into my head. Of course, when you're saying that, you're reminding me of the whole Before Sunset trilogy. Of course, yes. Before Sunrise trilogy. Which 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 way does, does it get summed up? The before first sunrise. one is Before Sunrise, second one's Before yeah. Sunset, and the third one's Before Midnight. Mm-hmm. So when we leave them at the end of Before Sunrise, they're saying we're going to meet next year at this time, in this moment, next year. And, and it is lovely to see them reunited. Yeah, that whole, that whole film is a reunification. God, yeah, the second one. Yeah. yeah. That's my favorite of the three. Oh my God. I should have put it on my list. <laughs> should have rewatched it for this. Well, there you go. It's in the episode. No, we have it. We have it. It's in... Uh... Bank it. Did you show up in Vienna that December? No. Uh, did you? No, I couldn't. But did you? I need to know. It's important to me. Why? If you didn't. Well, did you? Oh. Oh, thank God you didn't. <laughs> well, thank I'm God. Like, uh, thank God oh you didn't. God. I mean, thank God I didn't oh. and you didn't. I mean, one of us had showed up there alone, and that would have sucked. I know, I know. I was so concerned with that. I, I always felt horrible about not being there, but I couldn't. You know, my grandma died a few days before, and she was buried that day, December 16th. She that died day. The, the one in Budapest? Yes. You remember that? Yeah, I remember everything. Of course, it was in your book. But anyway, <laughs> so. I, was about, I was about to fly to Vienna, you know, and, uh, and, I, and we heard the news about her. And, uh, of course, I had to go to the funeral with my parents. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear that. I know. You weren't there anyway. Wait. Why weren't you there? I would have been there if I could have. I made plans and... We... You better have a good reason. What? Oh, no. No, you were there, weren't you? Oh, no. 
Oh, that's terrible. Oh, no, I'm laughing, but I don't mean it. Uh, did you hate me? You must have no, hated I... me. Have you been hating me all this time? You have. No. Yes, no, you have. No. Oh, but you can't hate me now, right? I, I, know, I, I, mean, I, I don't grandma... hate you, all right? Come on, it's no big deal, all right? <sighs> I flew all the way over there, you blew the thing off, and my life's been a big nosedive since then, but, I mean, it's not a problem. No, you can't no, say kidding. that. Hey, there's an iconic one, one of cinema's most iconic endings. Oh, it's the end of Halloween Ends. Mm, well, you know, that's one of them, Kevin, but there's another one. John Four film, The Searchers. From the thrilling pages of life rides a man you must fear and respect. A man whose unconquerable will and boundless determination carved a lusty, rough, and boisterous slice of history called The Searchers. It's John Wayne as Ethan Edwards, who had a rare kind of courage. The courage that simply keeps on and on, far beyond all reasonable endurance. Never thinking of himself as martyred, never thinking of himself as brave. I found him. I found Lucy. What you saw was a buck wearing Lucy's dress. I found Lucy back in the canyon. What was she? What do you want me to do, draw you a picture? Spell it out! Don't ever ask me! The Searchers is all about John Wayne's character uh, going off to rescue a young farm girl who has been kidnapped by Native Americans. And he rescues her, but she has Stockholm Syndrome, effectively. He takes her back to the, the homestead, and it's a beautiful image of her. Once she sees her family, she's just overwhelmed with that sense of, I'm back with my family. John Wayne just walks, they all walk up to the door, they all disappear into the shadow of the cabin, but we're looking out at John Wayne as he just doesn't go into the cabin, and he just turns away, and we hear that song, while away, and uh, it's a beautiful image of the door closing and him just walking off into the distance on his own, his mission is complete. A man will search his heart and soul Go search and I'm sure there's a great one as well in Atonement. Oh, shit, yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that since the cinema. Yeah. Play a clip. (laughs) (laughs) It's a random clip, Atonement, the whole film. Play the whole film. End credits. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kids' films do it a lot. Yes. Because one of the great anxieties that children have is being separated from their parents. Yeah. So a lot of children's movies will involve the standing character for the kids, whatever that, that, that hero or heroine is, getting separated and having to navigate the perils of, of the, the world that the, they're existing in in order to get home. And you've got like Homeward Bound. Mm-hmm. That's one that uh, came up in a lot of lists. And one that I love, and the whole movie is built around them being reunited and how different the characters are going to be when they do come back together and they've gone on their own little internal and external quests is Finding Nemo. 
Mimo? Mimo? Tori? Oh yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. It is. I love that film. I think it's wonderfully simple. There's a lot that you can get out of it as an adult and also as a kid. Marlon, he has to learn to trust his kid to be able to survive the world and not to worry so much. Not to become a helicopter parent. It's just so sweet and sincere. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Those first 10 Pixar films were genius in, in their opening acts and how they really invested you in the characters in those relationships and you most certainly opening the cars oh well no no, they weren't all (laughs) they weren't all genius but in finding the case of Finding Nemo you got that dynamic immediately and a single dad who is incredibly worried about his son uh, effectively being a disabled son as well because he's got one fin that doesn't doesn't work so well and he's anxiety and fear for his son and that, as you said, the helicopter parenting, which drives his son away. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. Well, I mean, it's built into the story because he he is a father who's lost thousands of children. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he's doing a shitty job of it. He's only got (laughs) one left. (laughs) Hey, you were talking about uh, kids' movies doing this really well. Another one that I rewatched for this, which was An American Tale. That am- I haven't seen that either. That's lovely. It's really, it holds up. It's an Amblin one, isn't it? Spielberg. Amblin, yeah, produced it. It's Don Bluth. So I actually don't know. I think they might have made Don that. Don Bluth from the animated episode with Tom Moore. He, t- he spoke a lot about him. Yeah, so I think they would have made that in Dublin. An awful lot of it. I'm pretty sure they did, actually. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it's a beautiful story and beautifully animated as well. Crikey, the animation holds up so well, but it's a great story. It's an immigrant tale of a little mouse called Feifel who's immigrating from Russia to America and on the way, he is separated from his parents. They think he's lost completely, but he actually washes ashore in dangerous New York. It's following Feifel as he makes his way in this really scary environment but he is so upbeat and chipper and optimistic. We should watch that one for Christmas. It's such a good Christmas movie, actually. This is my home now. The scene when they finally are reunited at the end is really touching because he's so, so cute and he's adorable and you just want want to see him back in the arms of his parents but it's also his voice the voice performer he creates such a uh, kind of a fragility about this kid you really feel worried for that little mouse something about the the voice performance is really lovely Come over. 
for me. I am hugging a cat. I've never been so happy in my life. <laughs> I have friends, lots of little tiny friends. <laughs> oh, Tony, isn't it grand? Say, I don't hear no one thanking me here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pipe, I knew you were alive. I knew it. <laughs> Oh, my little boy, back from the dead. America, <laughs> what a place. My Fievel, I thought I would never see you again. Never say never, Papa. Oh, <laughs> oh I nearly forgot. Here, Fievel, your head. My son, now you are a mouse. Can I mention one that's very recent? And we've gone past Lego sequels, and I think that this one is is one that, in a in a really fun movie of 2022, this was one of the best scenes of all movies in 2022. Oh, okay. It was Top Gun Maverick when Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise are reunited. You were right. Probably one of the best scenes in that film. The Navy needs Maverick. The kid needs Maverick. That's why I fought for you. That's why you're still here. Some films that have the reunion in the middle of the film that I find fascinating. And then we see what happens next. So, for instance, an example of that is Room. In a normal film, which would use the framework of like Room, where we have a woman and her son who are kidnapped, the whole film would build up to their escape and reunification with their family. But in the case of Room, the escape and the reunification kind of happens halfway through. And it's just after that escape scene is a wonderful scene where Brie Larson's character is reunited with her son Jacob Tremblay who's in the cop car and she's freed from the house and she's coming out and she's just almost frantic and she sees her kid in the back of the cop car oh it's the music it works beautifully in that scene as well great performance Stephen Rennick yeah wonderful 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 film I love that film me too Take us somewhere to sleep soon. No, but bed in room. Another film that I watched which does this is a film from 1975 and a Kira Kurosawa film, Dersu Urzala. I've never seen it. It's it's very good. A Russian military explorer who is out charting the wild. What's all the Russian love? Oh, that's good. Good point, actually. Uh, he was out charting the unmapped forests of of 
you know, on the east coast of Russia. And he befriends this gaudy man who is living out on his own in the forest. And what, ha- what happens is that there's this deep friendship evolves between the two men. Dursu Urzala saves the Russian guy and, and his party on numerous occasions. In Dursu Urzala, winner of the Academy Award for Best Foreign Film, Akira Kurosawa, creator of The Seven Samurai and Rashomon, brings to the screen perhaps his greatest masterpiece. They're separated for years, and the Russian kind of cartographer goes back out on a mission and crosses paths with Dursu Urzala again. And when they see each other across the, the woods, he calls him Capitan. He's like, Capitan! Capitan! He's like, Dursu! And they run at each other, and they finally meet over this fallen tree. <laughs> they give each other's big, giant bear hug over the tree. The reunion of the two is absolutely lovely and so heartfelt because they really care for each other. But the, the second half of the film is also fascinating because it follows through on what happens next. Well, you know, Dursu's getting older and, and you know, things, things get complicated in a psyche. Not saggy. It's 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 really interesting and engaging. It's uh, it doesn't go droopy, that droopy. So those are a couple more, Kevin. A new world picture. Do you have any more on your list that you want to bring up? Mitch and Mickey. Mitch and Mickey. What's that? You mention them in mockumentaries. Oh, in uh, a mighty wind. Yeah, I love them. Oh, yeah. I was surprised that you didn't bring it up. I just don't like repeating myself. Lord of the Rings. Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade as well. Yeah, that's lovely. When he's, when he's dead. No, with... Gandalf. Salah. I thought I would mention that one. Will I tell you what my pick is, Will? Go on, but I've got... How many? I've got about three more to go. Okay, well, then I'll hold off. Hold tell up. me some more of yours, because I, I... You've given me a lot to watch. You've given me a lot of homework. Good. Good. And these are all genuinely very good films. I'm not going to watch any. Very good films, Kevin. So a film I watched, I can hear you. Uh, A film (laughs) I watched, another one, uh, here's another one for your list to watch. On Netflix, I watched a film from 2016 called Lion, L-I-O-N. It stars Dev Patel. Oh, the one with Dev Patel. Yeah, the Australian film. Yeah, it's lovely. Oh, it's very good. Did you watch it? I did. You lying bastard. Just play dumb. Oh, yeah. It was, it was happy and dumb. Happy the and- scene in that, when they're reunited, the lion. Oh, when the lion shows God. up. When, when he's he reunited the with the lion and the lion oh. does the thing. Remember that? And the fact that the <laughs> lion was in India as well, because they don't live in India. I mean, it was, it really spoke to me. And like how, like how the lion got that job, I just don't know. Like who would honestly ever give a lion a job as a uh, air steward. I just don't know. It was mad, but like he could carry the drinks straight. He's kind of slender. Can maneuver. Did you like I that? I don't know. Have you seen who they're hiring for Ryanair recently? <laughs> I've seen who they're banning. But hey, Lion is a true story. It's actually fascinating. It's a true story about a five-year-old Indian boy who grew up on the streets effectively. Played by Dev Patel. Uh, yeah, he's amazing at playing a five-year-old Indian. He gets lost right in Calcutta. He ends up basically thousands of kilometers from home. He sleeps on the wrong train and gets trapped in the plane and is travels for days across country by train. Goes to a different part of India where he doesn't even speak the same language. 
he survives just by the skin of his teeth. And I swear the kid is so cute. And Jesus, he, he gets in some very, very, very dangerous situations. And I was on on the seat's edge watching it at times. He ultimately lands on his feet and gets adopted by an Australian couple, uh, played by Nicole Kidman. And oh, who was the other one? David Wenham, I think his name is. And David Wenham, yeah. And the film picks up then later on as 25 years later where he is this... He wins on who wants to be a millionaire, doesn't he? <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> they nominated that film for Best Picture. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> Basically, the film, the film is about him trying to discover where he actually comes from and find his family. And it's, it's beautiful. It is really, really lovely. And the scene where he finally goes home, doesn't necessarily is reunited with his mother, but the scene where he goes home is very powerful and moving. And uh, I would recommend it because I was absolutely in bits. I, uh, tears flooding down my face, shirt sopping, the pants were all wet as usual, and that wasn't just the incontinence. So, uh, line. Great lion, great not great fun. Beautiful. Slum lion millionaire. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that. I should have seen it. Uh, it's on a lot of lists, um, but I'm going to make time for it over Christmas. It's a good Christmas film. I watched one, rewatched one last night that I hadn't seen since the cinema. Okay. It feels like we, uh, we, we can't have an episode without mentioning Christopher Nolan. It's Interstellar. I saw that at the Royal Albert Hall with Hans Zimmer doing the score and the organist my god just bringing the house down with that amazing docking sequence oh it was incredible <laughs> I really liked that film I rewatched it last night when I when I saw it originally in the cinema I, I I wasn't really sure about my feelings on the film I was like going oh yeah okay it's really powerful and then after watching it last night I kind of went okay I think I know how I feel about this film and it's very good because this film is effectively a disaster movie that's what it is it's a disaster film the earth is in in crisis Matthew McConaughey has to go and try and and save humanity he goes on a quest and I don't want to spoil anything for those who have not seen Interstellar but I assume everyone's seen it but the scene that is really beautiful and moving is the scene where he's reunited with his daughter near the very very end he shrinks himself down to the size of Ant-Man. It's, yeah, it's when he's from the kids. He's in a bookcase and he has to get her I said, I didn't telepathically. Want, I said, to, I didn't want to spoil this. To, I didn't want to spoil it. For those to kids. reset her watch so that he can go back in time. And um, yeah, it's beautiful. And, you know, Anne Hathaway singing Love Lifts Us Up Where We Belong <laughs> because that's part of physics in the universe is that love 
is like it, it, when you solve for X, you basically solve for love. And oh my God. Yeah. I remember it so well. Love is the answer. And love is all we need, Kevin, ultimately. Yep. That's what we have to remember and, for Christmas. Love is a battlefield. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Which brings me to my pick. What's your pick? Battleship. No. <gasps> of course. Go on. Let's get your pick now, Kevin. Because you've only got one more to go, haven't you? I have two more to go, but the two of them are so close. But go on. No, Well, I, go on. Give me another one. I'll give you one and then that, and then I'll give you my pick. The yeah. other one, which I think... I've got to wrap presents here, Will. ...is beautiful. Yeah, geez, that's a big one in the corner for Podbot. What is it? It's about six inches. Yeah, I was sort of looking like, and it's making a lot of noises. A Okay, a film that I really love. Takes eight Duracell batteries. <laughs> a film that I really love and has a beautiful reunion scene, which, you know, would be very hard not to shed a tear at. That's good because that's what we're talking about on this episode is reunion scenes. And this is a perfect Christmas film. It's Paddington. Oh, hang on. Paddington 2. Oh, I've not seen. This is the episode where Kevin hasn't seen. I've not seen any, any of, of the films. fucking films. But yeah, this is good. Just, this is good. Well, I don't like reunions in general. I don't like meeting people. I don't like gathering up with people, and I just don't like watching people come together. It really gets on my tits. <laughs> and I don't like bears <laughs> talking bears. You don't like marmalade sandwiches. Paddington is a monarchist, so I'm against him. Well, Paddington's an immigrant, so I think he's uh, he's he's a bit like yourself. You should relate to him. Yep, he's a colonialist. <laughs> he's not. Paddington 2 is one of the best films of the 2010s. That's my opinion. Everyone says that and people whose opinions I, I trust. And I did really like the first film. I've just never had a reason to watch it. Paddington 2 is on a different level. Paddington 2 is just... Why is it on a different level? Because Hugh Grant dances at the end? No, that's not it. It's, it's, it's genuinely... A wonderfully told story. All the characters are so rich and fun. Every scene is a delight. And there is a genuine engaging plot where you have you experience great peril for the main characters. And it's just beautiful. Paddington 2 is all about, starts off with Paddington trying to get a birthday present for his aunt Lucy, who if you had seen the first movie, she was the reason he got uh, out of uh, the deepest, darkest Peru, I think it is. And she sacrificed everything to get him on the boat. And she just, he just wants to, you know, acknowledge is her Aunt birthday. Lucy the bear at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, Aunt Lucy. Yeah, that's his, that's his yeah. bear friend. And so the whole film is about him trying to do this. But in actual fact, Paddington, as he walks through his, you know, normal life every day, he's actually helping his neighbors out in small little ways all the time. He is just such a good, kind, warm-natured being. He radiates love into the community around him. And the end of the film has got It's a Wonderful Life vibes where you feel the community gather around him at the end and deliver a reunion which genuinely brings a tear to the eye. It's a sweet one. It's not devastating. It's not... Oh, you're not sobbing. It's just like that. It's just a beautiful, sweet reunion. And it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Wonderful film. Paddington 2. Watch it this Christmas if you haven't already. Kevin. Where do you think you're going there? Paddington wouldn't hesitate if any of us needed help. He looks for the good in all of us. Oh. Ah! 
What's the name of the donkey? Eeyore. Right. Is Eeyore in it? No, Eeyore's not in it, no. Oh, okay. All right. Different film. Well, right. Okay. What's your pick, Kevin? Yeah, they've got the different hearts and stuff on their chest, don't they? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) God. Well, Will, you know, I'm not one for Take children's care, films. Bear, and down. Five, four, I don't three. want to, you know, sell this podcast as a juvenile, irreverent waste of time, a bit of fluff. I really want to dig down and as a grown man who loves cinema. Yeah. When I had this topic, I thought I want to pitch it at the level that other grown-ups like myself could get something out of it. And I could feel like that's a wonderful foreign film that I want to experience again and so I went for a foreign film from the United States (laughs) technically okay right and it's from the early 90s right and because I'm called Kevin and because it's Christmas I thought I'm gonna go with Home Alone and it's when Kevin's mother walks back into the house after going on the epic trek with John Candy and the rest to get home to save Christmas. And uh, she's reunited with Kevin after all of his escapades and uh, adventures he's had with the two strange men. It's a lovely, touching little scene. And I thought, for the season that's in it, I'm going to go with Home Alone with the beautiful John Williams score. Hit it there, Podbot. Merry Christmas, sweetheart. It's Catherine O'Hara, isn't it? From Beetlejuice, Shit's Creek, Mighty Winds, and all of those loaded Tim Burton movies. She is the bee's knees. absolutely adore her and it's her that makes this scene work you've got the John Williams score does it as well that snow oh my god because when she first comes home he's not there yeah she's got this fear and uh, it's great great but she's she's a very authentic actress who can play comedy like nobody else but she can also really sell the moments of sentiment and uh, no matter what you feel about the movie itself, where it's a, a Looney Tunes cartoon and it's, it's um, you know, proper Chris Columbus ad- adventure comedy stuff. But when she just walks back in and that music is playing and, and it's just a mother being reunited with her child, it's lovely. She mm. sweeps her up in a hug. And, and yeah, and it just, it's about the two of them. The rest of the family don't arrive for a little bit. But yeah, it's, it, it strikes the right note. Perfect note for Christmas time. Kevin! What did you do to my 
Hey, you want to know what my pick is? Go on, tell us, Will. I am going to go with a pick. I'm known for, like you, going for picks that are of left field. My pick is coming from a film that if you asked the average man in the street back in 1990 or 2000 what his favorite film was, he would say this film. Shawshank Redemption. Is Shawshank Redemption. Dear Red, if you're reading this, you've gotten out. And if you've come this far, maybe you're willing to come a little further. You remember the name of the town, don't you? Say what to nail. I could use a good man to help me get my project on wheels. I'll keep an eye out for you and the chessboard ready. Remember, Red, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. I will be hoping that this letter finds you and finds you well. Your friend, Andy. That final scene is of Red taking that last leg, having been inspired by Andy Dufresne swimming through a mile of shit to get out of that hellhole that is Shawshank Prison. He goes and finds a certain type of volcanic rock under a tree and opens it and finds a letter from Andy with a bunch of money and he commits one last crime, which is to break his parole. He ends up going to say what a new. Get busy living or get busy dying. That's goddamn right. Having spent two and a half hours stuck in Shawshank Prison with those deep grey granite walls. For the second time in my life, I'm guilty of committing a crime. Parole violation. Of course, I doubt they'll toss up any roadblocks for that. Not for an old crook like me. To finally be on those white sands of Mexico with the blue sky and the blue ocean. I find I'm so excited I can barely sit still or hold a thought in my head. I think it's the excitement only a free man can feel. A free man at the start of a long journey whose conclusion is uncertain. As Red walks across, sleeves rolled up. I hope I can make it across the border. And there's Andy. I hope to see my friend and shake his hand. Sun-kissed, tanned. I hope the Pacific is as blue as it has been in my dreams. And they're free. I hope. And it's all about hope, and it's beautiful, and I know it's cliche, I know it's basic, but, but I don't give a shit. It's a beautiful reunion. I can't believe we've almost gone 50 episodes and we've never actually brought up Shawshank Redemption as a, as a pick at all. I've brought anywhere. up a few times, but you keep cutting it out. I do. I haven't. You know you have not, you dickhead. You're lying bastard, Jay. Don't start flinging names around now, Will. It's Christmas. <laughs> Save it for New Year's. <laughs> so that's my pick, Kevin. We've got best reunion scene in the Do you bag. know what? It's a lovely movie. And the backlash the film has come about because it was always for a long time at the top of IMDb's top 250. Yeah. But it's a comfort movie at this stage. And it's so beautifully directed and performed and written. That, um, and a great score as well. You can't really deny it. And a great score as well. You can't really deny it. Uh, it it's place amongst the, the the most satisfying movies that have been made. And uh, I'm happy with that. Oh, good. I'm glad that we finally, I think we've kind of put it into our we've best We've come together the best. finally. 
Yeah, it's great. And we got finally got this episode finished for all our little uh, little wanderings down yeah. sweary, sweary country roads. Kevin, we have the episode finished. It's time for us to clock off and enjoy our holidays. Yep, but we'll be back just after New Year's on, is it January 4th? January 4th, yeah. January 4th, we'll be back. So spin the wheel, Will, and let's see what I'll be watching over Christmas. Kevin... Yes, since you since you got me a present, I thought it would only be appropriate that I get you a little gift for Christmas, Kevin. Okay. You want to know what it is? Yes. It's a wild card. You can pick what you want, Kevin. Pick what you want. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Pick the topic. That's what wild card means, Kevin. Okay. I got you a hundred euro gift voucher to Amazon. I suppose they're the same thing. Fine. Okay. So I get to pick what the next episode is going to be. It's the thought that counts, Kevin. It's the thought that counts. It'll have free to, will. It'll have to I give you. Count. I'm giving you free will, Kevin Leanne. Free will. It's my gift to you. It's the hope that kills you. <laughs> so listen, okay. have a think about it. Have a think about it. Whatever I you will. want to do for next episode, I'll, it's uh, all yours. I'll text you on Christmas morning and tell you that we're going to be watching <laughs> like a load of um, German expressionism. I cannot wait. And when are we going to record? Christmas New Year's Eve. Great. I actually hate New Year's. So perfect. I'm not going out for it. You know, I just can't be bothered meeting up with people. So um, <laughs> let's just record it. I just would. I would rather watch reunion movies before going to an actual reunion. Well, well, we did it. Another year down on the podcast. 2022. Wow. It's been a good year. That means two years done. That's two years of the podcast done. My God, and I haven't aged yeah. a day. No, you haven't. You're exactly I've aged several this. years. You're listen, listen, listen. Whatever cream you're using, pissing. whatever cream you're using, get more of it. Thank you. A lot, a lot more. Thank you, Will. You can buy it on Amazon <laughs> with your hundred euro gift card. Hey, happy Christmas, everybody, and happy Christmas, Podbot. Happy Christmas, Cunt. Happy Christmas, Will. Happy Christmas, Kevin, and happy Christmas to all our listeners out there in podcast land. Hope you have a nice holiday. Happy holidays. Come here. We need to get the Christmas party going. Where's that yep. cat gone? Fred, Freddy. Fred Leave Freddy Lord. alone. Freddy we can't run. afford a turkey this year, you know, the cost of living crisis, but we can eat that cat. Fuck <laughs> it. Let's go. See ya. Good luck. The Best Bits Podcast is produced by Will and Kevin. All audio clips and music heard in this episode is the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a Patreon member where you'll receive bonus shows where we talk about recent releases and what we're up to. And you'll receive access to our Discord chat room where we hang out with our listeners. Search the Best Bits Podcast on Patreon or click on the link in the show notes. Here's a hint for what the next episode is going to be. Happy Christmas. I don't want a lot of Christmas. There is just one thing that I need. I don't care about the presents. Underneath the Christmas tree. I just want to boldly go. More than you could ever know. My wish come true. All I want 
before Christmas. Is a podcast. And here is a clip from the lads' latest mini bits bonus show. The full episode, plus 100 more, are available on their Patreon. Fuck off. <laughs> Talk to you, you stupid cuts. The best things we can really have, and the other guy. The best things we can really have. The other guy, you know his name. That guy, what's his face? That guy, what's his name? Ignorance as fuck. We can really have. How are you, Will? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm grand. Did you like that theme tune? I love that theme tune. It might have been my favourite so far. Uh, <laughs> I think it was as well. <laughs> definitely, I'd say it's definitely your favourite. Yeah! Hey, I was at one of the great Irish traditions at the weekend. My niece's communion down at Cork. Cork. Go on. I can't wait. Well, I want to say this, right? Kevin just slips, limply. <laughs> I said to my, I, I said to my daughter uh, in school, on Monday mornings, they do news. What's your news, right? Nudes and bio. And my my daughter said, she kept my picture up from school. And she said, um, I said, did you do your news today? And she says, yeah, but I didn't really get to say much of what I wanted to, to tell him. You know, so she wanted to tell him about the trip down to Cork, like, you know. And as it has... Is this just a ploy for the teacher to get all the gossip about the kids? Yeah, I think all the teachers do it. All the teachers get their children to do news on a Monday morning. And they just get all the gossip. My mum and dad were reaching the head off each other on Saturday night. <laughs> and on Sunday, they went for dinner to make up. Oh, very good. <laughs> Carmel, do you have any news? My dad crashed the car again. <laughs> Let me tell you, right? So Ellie said to me, she said, no, I didn't really get to say much, like, you know. And I went, oh, well, thank God, like, you know. But then as it turned out, it turned out she said everything. She was like going, oh, we talked about, you know, your, I, I, I said, well, thank God you didn't get to tell me about my, my shaving foam exploding in my, in my changing bag. She says, oh, I did get to tell him that. I was like, oh, right. Okay. Well, did you tell him about, you know, your, your cousin, you know, the girl who was getting her communion, breaking her leg the night before the communion? Oh yeah. I told her, told him that as well. I was like, okay, right. Did you tell him about, <laughs> did you tell him? So turns out, turns out that my, go on. <laughs> at the last communion, at the last communion, right? They had a photographer. A, a photographer came over and took photographs. And right, listen, this, listen. I can see he wants to cut in, but let me just finish this, and I'll be, I'll get off it. We'll start the timer. As we kind of got together for Time a photograph of me and my niece. Now, hold on, with my niece, right? He drops the camera, right? He drops the camera, and he says to me, "Love the podcast." And I was, what? <laughs> he just another fella yeah. said that to you. Well, it was the same guy who said, remember I, t- I said two years ago. Is he still listening? Nieces, I don't know if he's Fucking still listening. Oh, well, he said it to me two years ago. So he pr- he's probably not listening anymore. Are we on a delay? <laughs> I don't know. I think we might be because we're tripping over each other. Okay, let's let's uh, hang up and join again. How was that sound? That sounds fantastic. Many Welcome to the best bits. Patreon. Give us a 
us money. Hello, Will. How are you? Hi. It's great to get on mic for another mini bits. Yeah. Raw. Raw. Does that seem better? That does seem better. Listen, oh, I've okay. seen a load of stuff. Let's start the timer. Okay, I saw Monkey Man, I saw Civil War, I saw Conor Brian Must Go, Sugar, mm-hmm. Fallout, Ripley, the Steve Martin documentary, tons of stuff. L- yeah. la- Late Night with the Devil, I keep wanting to say Last Night with the Devil, Baby Reindeer, The Jinx has come back. So I want to talk about all of those with you. So that's what we're going to talk about. And yeah. for those who aren't on the Patreon, bye-bye. <laughs> look, tough look. Look.